Welcome to Mihinte on Air on 100.5 and 790 News Radio WSGW and online WSGW.com. Now, here is your host, Larry Rodarte. Bienvenidos, mi gente. Good evening, and thank you for listening to Mi Gente on Air. Throughout the COVID 19 pandemic, we have been told to stay home, stay six feet apart, and wash your hands, and it's been tough. Now, one year since the first COVID patient was diagnosed in the USA, we know that over 500,000 people, half a million people, have succumbed to the deadly disease. The good news is we are being vaccinated and the holiday spikes of cases is dwindling. Still, we cannot let our guard down now. A reported increase from Governor Whitmer this week found cases in Saginaw County and Traverse City concerning and restrictions are loosening so how are we feeling after a year with covid i have a guest today who has seen the devastation firsthand she herself has struggled with covid-19 but it is her faith and love for god that is riding her through this horrific storm i want to welcome my dear friend pastor mary garcia to mi gente on air hello mary Hi. How are Mary. you these days? Oh, I'm blessed now. I'm blessed. I feel very blessed right now. Yeah, you have really taken a hit. I remember uh, last year in April when we were feeding our elderly with yes. the Latino uh, pastors involved in the area as well as some of the organizations. And you and yes. Pastor Isaac Garcia we're right in the midst of that in helping our elderly. And tell yeah. me, tell me what happened um, that affected your family with this virus in December and how many family members were affected? Yeah, well, come um, Thanksgiving weekend um, is when we began to have symptoms, my husband and I. And um, so by, I'd say, the next following day, um, Friday after Thanksgiving, we felt like a, like a common cold symptoms, and it just started progressing. By that following uh, Wednesday on December 3rd, my husband was having trouble breathing. Um, his doctor called in steroids and antibiotics, and his oxygen um, level was like at 77. It wouldn't go past 83, which is very, very low. So she instructed him to go to the hospital. He kind of didn't want to go. When he went, he told, he told the doctors, well, I'm here, but I'm not going on a ventilator. And they kind of just laughed at him a little bit and said, don't worry, you're not going to go on a ventilator. We're just going to treat you. And um, so when my husband went in at that point on December 3rd, he already had his aunt and her son, which is his cousin there, and two sisters wow. with covid yeah, and so um, by by December 3rd, his aunt was on the ventilator, and then she passed. And as soon as she passed, the son went on the ventilator. Uh, when he passed, my husband was already on the ventilator, so he had no clue wow. that his cousin, or no, he knew his aunt died, but he didn't know his cousin had passed. And and the sad thing is that the hospitals were so full that they had to go to St. Mary's. 
And when um, what happened, what what progressed my husband to get worse is that, um, okay, so his sisters went, he went, and then two days later, his dad went into the hospital. Okay, so you have Isaac, who your his husband is sisters. sick, his, mm-hmm. his sister Susie, I remember, and then his mm-hmm. father, all of you, all and of them were in the hospital. Liz, yep, and his sister Liz, his aunt Lucy Lavario, and his cousin Ruben Lavario, they were all in there at the same time. Um, while they were in there, the aunt passed, and then the cousin passed. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember you saying I, that, you know, you, you really tried to keep your mother, uh, Paula, isolated, mm-hmm. and, and she's in her 80s, and yet she yes. still got COVID. You know, how is your mother yes. doing today? Because she is a survivor as well. Yes, she's doing excellent. As a matter of fact, um, we didn't even know that she had COVID, but she was, when my husband was hospitalized, and my father-in-law passed away, and my mother was hospitalized for a, a severe UTI, and they told me she had COVID. And uh, we didn't even know, but she had no symptoms, um, and I thank God for that. But she did she did get it, and, and she she probably got it from me because I was her I'm her caregiver. And but we we had no clue. But she's doing really good. She she's healthy. Mm-hmm. I, I said my mother was a uh, um, um, agriculture worker. She was a migrant worker, and I said, I don't know if that's what made her so strong, but she did overcome the COVID, and she, she hardly had any symptoms. In her all. 80s as well, too. Yeah, 82-year-old, yeah. So tell me, Mary, you yourself had the COVID-19 virus. Yes. What were your symptoms? Mm-hmm. My symptoms were um, just, like I said, a regular common cold. I had a, a small cough, a, a very low-grade fever, um, very bad um severe body aches. I lost my smell. I lost my taste. Um, and that that's about what I had. How long did it take you to get regain your smell and taste? Um, probably about, I would say about a month and a half. Wow. And, and again, and again, it's that, that's being that my symptoms were not that bad. So it's still, you know, it still took a toll because I couldn't taste or, and the body aches, and I felt weak. Even after a couple months after, I still felt weak. Yeah, I remember you telling me you felt so drained, so tired. Yes, While you yes, experienced yes. that. You know, at one point, Isaac is there lying in the same room as his father. And can you share yes. with us that experience from his perspective? Yes, yes I, I would um, FaceTime my husband every day, and, and it was it was a really struggle because... They were both struggling to to just get air, you know, in their lungs, and and he would look over to his father and be feel helpless because they would have to put like gloves on his father because he tried to pull the the uh, breathing tube out, um, and it was really hard. And he would say, "I'm tired, I can't do this." Well, he was 87 years old, and he was really struggling and. And so, uh, but, you know, the the thing is that he told um, Isaac, his son, he said, I, I'm tired, Miho, I'm ready to go. I can't, do, I can't fight this fight. And, um, but the, the good thing is that they, they talked about the Lord and he said, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I just can't do this anymore. Yeah. And, and, and the sad thing about it is that um, like a day later, 
Isaac developed multiple blood clots in his lung that he knew nothing of. And um, when they did the x-rays, they weren't there. And so he went into cardiac arrest, which his heart completely stopped, and his father was in the same room with him. So I just imagine he had to see all that because he was there. Yeah. And um, and that's, you know, when my husband went into cardiac arrest and then they they took him to the COVID um, critical care. And um, my father-in-law passed three days later. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's really hard. That's really hard. And Mr. That's Garcia so was, was such a pillar in the Bay City community, I know, and in, in the musical legacy that he left as yes, well yes. And for him mm-hmm. to see Isaac and himself. But I think he uh, he must have known um, that, yeah. you know, he was tired, like he said, and he knew that paradise awaited him. And so, yes, geez, uh, you know, he I, had that assurance. He had that assurance and he was at peace. Mm-hmm. My husband said, you know, my husband, not knowing what was going to happen to him himself, he just said, you know, if if the Lord comes to take my my father, we had a talk already. I'm at peace. I just thank God that he let us keep him and he gave him long life he says but i'm at peace at it but the sad thing is that when his father passed he had no idea and i just recently told him two weeks ago oh wow wow so so isaac went into cardiac arrest i understand Mm -hmm. um they found him uh on the floor he had um, unresponsive yeah oh my gosh and i've seen the pictures he went into cardiac arrest twice so three so times. He literally, he literally died twice, and they brought him back. Wow! Wow! Yeah. What a testament this will be to the power yes. of our our Lord and to the yes. faith that you have as a family. I know that you right. and Isaac are pastors in Bay City at the Church uh, King of Kings. Yes. And um, what is, what is the address there? Give me the address real quick. It's uh, 301 North Madison, Bay City. In Bay City. And, and when Isaac is well enough, because right now he's in rehab at Mary Freebed in Saginaw, right? Right. When yeah. he's well enough, uh, can you imagine that glorious day when yeah. we will all celebrate and uh, be there at the church yeah. and giving praise and worship to God? Yes, we, we praise and give worship to God now because... Um, when he went to cardiac arrest and um, it was kind of a little crazy because I was calling him the night before I went to Grand Rapids and I called him at 11 o'clock at night and I said, hon, I'm home from Grand Rapids and I'll call you tomorrow. He said, okay. And then for some reason I just said, remember, you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. When I called him in the morning, he wouldn't answer and he wouldn't answer. So I had to call the nurse station and they had an old phone number listed. And she says, ma'am, nobody updated you. And I said, no. She said, your husband went into cardiac arrest last night, and he is now in critical care, and we need you to come up here and, and talk to the doctor, wants to talk to you. So when I went up there, he says, I just keep it real with my patients. He said, your husband's kid- kidneys are shutting down. All his organs have shut down. He has no blood pressure. And we've done all that we can do on our part. There's nothing else we can do when he's not responding. The only thing I can tell you to do at this point is to hope and pray, because I believe there's a higher power on the other side. Yes. And in my devastation and in shock, um, I just said, you know, 
that's exactly what I know how to do is pray and hope. Um, but I was just in, in, in the shock. It was just like, I couldn't believe what I was hearing, you know, just basically saying your husband's going to die. And, and I didn't receive it. Mm-hmm. I didn't receive it. And, and everyone around me knows that if you spoke a negative word, when we were going through this time, I would correct you. Do not speak anything negative. If I, I went to St. Mary's and we did a candlelight prayer, I said, if anyone has unforgiveness in their heart right now, please leave. I didn't want anyone around me with any negative thoughts in them because it was a, a critical time where we had to call upon our Savior. You know, and, and I believe that when we remove unforgiveness because he forgives us and we remove our forgiveness and, and we have love and unity amongst each other, then I believe that, that God hears our prayers yes, according yes. to his will. And that's another thing that we need to learn to say is just like uh, the prayer, our father, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, because we want our will, but it's not always going to be that outcome for our will. We have to trust him. And it's hard for us to learn to say, let your will be done. And because it could have been God's will to take him, but I praise God that he did it. And it was his will for him to still be here with us. To live. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. uh, I, I'm just, I'm just, you know, hearing this and I, I'm just, my heart breaks for you, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Pastor Mary uh, Garza, Garcia and I mm-hmm. go way back and I, I want to tell a story because I think it has to do with what she just said and um, try to lighten it up here a little bit. But we, we were in the sixth grade in Hanley Middle School in Bridgeport <laughs> yes. way back in the seventies and uh, I didn't know Mary from anybody, um, but she, uh, we were one of, or two of uh, Hispanics in the class, I think, and she mm-hmm. came up to my desk. I remember sitting at my desk in front of a clock, and she said, what time is it? And I said, what do you mean, what time is it? I said, don't you know how to tell time? And the <laughs> clock was sitting right in front of us. That's why I said that. And she got so upset with me that she actually kicked me, and uh <laughs> I stood up from my desk, kicked her back, and that's when the teacher saw and sent me down to the principal's office, and I got padded with a paddle that had holes in it from superintendent, uh, not superintendent, but principal um, Bernard Spencer. Bernard Spencer, if you're out there in the listening world, I'm sure you don't remember this, but that was the beginning of this relationship that has lasted over 40 years and yeah. talk about forgiveness because I forgave her after I was paddled. <laughs> and she's over here laughing. I forgave her and we became best, best friends. friends. <laughs> wow. So isn't that isn't that amazing oh, how, that is awesome. how life works and, and I have witnessed all the way back in the seventies and eighties, you know, when we used to talk on the phone with those long yeah. cords with those yellow and lime colored yeah. phones. And Mary was preaching to me back then, teaching me uh, uh, songs. And and I'm a Catholic. Mary uh, is evangelical. But yet we would sing those songs, uh, praising God. And I am telling you, she has kept that path all these years. So I I thank you. I thank you for that spiritual guidance. And I have heard you and Isaac sing in praise. I tell you, you got to have your own show when this is all said and done. But, yeah, we give God all the glory. We give him all the honor and all the glory because we wouldn't be able to 
we wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for him. And, yes, yes. And you know, and I praise God for for all that He is in our life. So, so Isaac uh, is delivered this bad news. You are delivered it, and you are the one that has to hear this. Tell me, Mary, when did you see a change or that miracle? Okay, so. Isaac's on the ventilator and ICU or critical. It's a COVID CCU at St. Mary's. And, um, and I, I'm telling you, I, I went into, when I tell you a spiritual battle, that's exactly what I went to. But we celebrate Christmas Eve with our children, our grandchildren. On Christmas Eve, it's like I was froze. I couldn't move. I, I couldn't pray. I couldn't barely even talk to my children. And, and I had to force myself. But the whole time, I kept claiming a Christmas miracle. I don't care what happens. I don't care what I see. I am believing a Christmas miracle. And on Christmas Eve, all my children, my grandchildren, from the smallest to, to the eldest, me, my children, we all held hands. And we began to pray for my husband, their father, and their papa. And we prayed, and we went ahead and did Christmas, opened up presents and whatnot. On Christmas morning, I went to sleep. I prayed that night, and I went to sleep peaceful. And I woke up in the morning, and I was ready to go back into spiritual battle. But then I received a call from the doctor, and um, no... My, we didn't call right in the morning. My daughter called later on, and the nurse said he has made a drastic change. Last night, we were so worried for two days about his levels. They were getting worse. But last night, he did a drastic change overnight, and he's headed the right direction. So on Christmas morning, we received our Christmas miracle. And from that point on, he began to get better and better and better and hallelujah he never he never did go back like have a setback at all he just kept going forward and he continues to go forward and and that's why i say that i just give god all the honor and glory because it's only him and and i tell you the community coming together and praying and you know the word god says that in unity there's blessing and every i i'm telling you right now there's people from kenya there's people from Pakistan, and there's videos. I don't understand what they're what they're saying, but they're praying for my husband, and they they posted it for me for us to see, and and just everyone coming together and just in prayer to see how beautiful that is. What changed this situation around was the prayer of everyone coming together in unity. Yes, yes, I I even remember his brother uh, going to. St. Mary's, and although he couldn't go inside to the hospital, he was saying mm-hmm. prayers outside of his window. And yeah, I, it was so moving. David, yes, 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 yes. And his sister Susie is in rehab right now. Well, Isaac was a select, and Isaac just graduated from select and came to uh, Mary Freebed, and she's at select now coming off the ventilator. So she's on her way home, too. Thank so God. we give God, Thank the, God. the glory. Tell yes, me, yes. you guys went to Red Lobster yesterday with... Uh, no, today. Today? Today? Yes, so, we just got back. Yeah. Uh, how did he do and what did he eat? Okay, so um, they do this as part of an observation training to show us how to, you know, transport him, how to put him in the vehicle and take him off and 
So they all went too, but they had their own table, the, the respiratory therapist. And so um, we went and we put him in the vehicle and they followed us and we get there and we transport him and sit him down and we get our table. And he ordered a steak and lobster. No. <laughs> <laughs> and he ate it all. So we praise God. And he, he had a really good time. Um, you know, he's he's still very, very, very fragile, but he's come a long way. And he still has a long ways to recovery. But just where he is now is not where he was. And, and he's just getting stronger every day. And, and we praise God. But... Yeah, he's still very fragile, but he did really well, and he ate all his food, and he fed himself. And so, um, you know, on every little while, we're like, are you okay? Are you okay? So I think that was kind of, you know, kind of gets, you know, like a little maybe annoying because we're just like, are you okay? Are you okay? (laughs) But he's like, yes, I'm fine. But, yeah, he did really well, and it was really a blessing. And Mm -hmm. even the therapists that were there, they said, you have such a beautiful family, how you just come together and, so yeah, in love, and so we we were just so happy. We we're just so thankful. You you talked there about the Christmas miracle that he experienced, that your family experienced, and mm-hmm. I you know I know you're you're there in the hospital or the rehab hospital now with him, and I heard in the background his coughing. Is is he right there with mm-hmm. you? Yes, he's right here with me. Well, tell brother mm-hmm. Isaac, Hallelujah. I mean, I know this has been a battle, and I remember working with him so closely when we were feeding the, our seniors in, in the beginning of the pandemic. And I know I would see him come to the Union Civica Mexicana and he'd just love my menudo. So tell him free menudo awaits him. <laughs> free menudo awaits him. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, it's so, it's so good to hear yes, him. Thank you. Yeah. He, he, he just started when he talks, he kind of coughs, but he said, thank you. Well, because the other day also he loves uh, the Nocifica Larry Rodardi's patitos. And I said, it was Saturday. He said, I want some patitos. I said, I'm going to go buy some at, at another restaurant. He said, no, I want Larry's. And I said, they don't sell them today. <laughs> <laughs> no, Thursdays so, and yeah, Fridays only. Loves, yeah, I said, Thursdays and Fridays, we'll get you some. But, yeah, he... he um, He's doing really, really well. Well, I, I know that with the strength of eating food, you know, actual food, he is going mm-hmm. to, you know, really uh, come uh, get stronger and stronger with that. But yeah. I'm really surprised to hear that he can eat steak and that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. lobster. I mean, so his appetite is there and he's able to be, eat pretty much everything? He's pretty much eating everything. He's not on a special diet or anything. They, He's just eating whatever, like, he orders from me i go and get him meals and but um yeah he's doing really really well well that that's that's just awesome well well stay with me mary we're going to talk some more okay. a little bit about isaac and his recovery as well as some of the myths and the facts of the vaccine that is being put out there for our community we'll be right back here on mi gente on air This is Mihinta On Air on WSGW. You're listening to Mihinta On Air on WSGW. Welcome back. Welcome back, Mihinta. 
Thank you for listening, taking the time out of your day this Sunday evening to listen to Hispanic concerns, Hispanic contributions, and Hispanic culture. You know, Michigan has reached 590,000 cases of COVID-19, and there have been over 15,000 deaths related to the virus as of March 2nd. And as of March 3rd, more than 40% of Michiganders age 65 and older have been vaccinated. So that, that's a good thing. And just uh, coming over the, uh, the wire here was that Governor Gretchen Whitmer has expanded the eligibility for those who can receive the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, officials uh, within the governor's office have stated that as of uh, Monday, March 8th, that's this coming uh, Monday, tomorrow, residents over the age of 50 with a pre-existing condition will be eligible to receive a shot. And on March 22nd, two weeks later, anyone over the age of 50 will be eligible. So we are moving forward in this battle against this COVID-19 virus. And as Americans, I am telling you, we all have to get vaccinated. Now, I know there are those who do not want to get vaccinated for whatever reason, uh, but there are many who do, and we are moving forward. I know I'm working with the Hispanic COVID Vaccine Task Force here in Saginaw County, and we are putting out some videos to try to encourage others that may be reluctant to get the vaccine to go ahead and get that because we need to get to a point where at least 70 to 75 percent of our community is vaccinated to kind of get that immunity that is so needed so that we can move forward towards uh, regular lives that we remember and that we seek. And I know it's been really difficult for so many of us, even uh, our mental uh, capabilities, we've suffered, and nobody has suffered as much, I don't think, uh, for, and from people that I know, like my friend, Pastor Mary Garcia and her husband Isaac. And they have really been witness to the devastation of the COVID-19 virus. Mary, I want to ask you, and I want you to tell my listening audience here today about the power of prayer in your faith. You've you touched on that a little bit, but I want our listening audience to know and understand that really this is what you feel has been your greatest weapon in fighting this disease. Yes. Well, first of all, I believe that, you know, we have to believe. We have to believe in the higher power. Just like that doctor said, I believe that there's a higher power on the other side. And, you know, um, as, as you explained earlier that, you know, you're Catholic and we're evangelicals. So, you know, I'm going to tell you something that we all serve the same God. And and it doesn't matter. I, I believe in, in the years of people have focused so much on religion. And, and, and the matter of fact is that we all serve the same God. Yes, the sir. same Jesus that died on the cross for us, is he's the same Jesus. He didn't just die for the uh, Pentecostals or for, or for the Catholics or the Baptists. He, he died on the cross for our sins and that we would have everlasting life for all of us. And I always tell people that it's not about religion, it's about relationship with Jesus Christ. And when we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, um, then we know that, it, how should I say, is that we have privileges. And, and we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, we could go to Him and we can ask Him um, 
with all our hearts, you know, to, to forgive us for our sins. And then we have to be forgiving to others that have hurt us. So many times we have offended Jesus Christ, and he still loves us unconditionally. But when we have that, you know, I we can come to him. And, and, and again, like I said earlier, we have to learn our Father, which art in heaven, how be thy name, thy kingdom come Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We can't just be selfish and think it's going to be our will all the time. And and I praise God. You know, my uncle passed away in June of COVID. And um, one thing that I have is an, an assurance that he is he made it to paradise. And he is in heaven because, yes, you know, sometimes we don't understand, but why, God, did you take him? But you know what? Um, he had they they have the ultimate healing because they made it home where we're all trying to be one day. But I praise God that through our prayer, we said, Lord, let your will be done. Have mercy and spare my husband's life. And with everyone coming together in their faith, it moved God's heart to spare my husband's life. Yes. And, and that's what it's about. It's just about believing, having faith, and having a relationship with Jesus Christ. And then we can come to him. Am I saying that if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, he won't answer your prayers? No, because it's his will. Whatever he chooses to do, it is his will. But but it, it, the thing we have to remember is that he loves us unconditionally, and that's why he went to the cross. You know, you know, you know Mary, it, you know, as Christians, and, and that's what we're talking about as Christians, yeah, those Christians, who are followers exactly, of Jesus Christ. Yes. It is such an important part of today's uh, understanding of of where we are as a community because, and I, and I say that because, and I want to share this, um, there's, yes. there are many who are suffering today from the devastation of, of COVID-19 or from race relationships, uh, mm-hmm. the 2020, the year 2020, just how devastating that was. And yes. people are still staying at home, of course, because that's what we're we're told to ask to do. And so right. our mental stability is is taking a hit, you know. And and yes. the, I know the Saginaw Mental Health has uh, extended their hours and their days of uh, when they're open. And I think that's really key what you're saying. And this is just from my perspective as well as I'm sure yours. Mm-hmm. Prayer, right. prayer is so important for all of us to get through this yes. devastation, this winter of peril. Like I talked about on last week's show, we are living mm-hmm. in a winter of peril. And if yeah. If you can quiet yourself and you can pray and you can um, get by with just that, kudos to you. But if you need help, if you need mental help, don't be ashamed yeah. to get it no. because we, we exactly. are truly living in uh, unprecedented times where we need we need that extra help because we're not getting the yeah. hugs. We're not getting hugs no. from family members. No. and no. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm so glad you said all that. And yeah. Um, it's it's not something you always hear on radio every day unless you're listening, you know, to some, a Christian radio station or whatever. But right, right. I think it's really important that we talk about that because I, I know and I witnessed firsthand how you and your family came together with prayer and faith. Mm-hmm. And this is why I believe Isaac is has survived this uh, yes, devastation. Yes, so many, and so many people, you know, are, are reaching out and saying, you know, I, I didn't believe in the power of prayer, but I've been following and I've been seeing and now I believe, you know, and and the thing is, you know, in the times that we're living right now, like you said, we need the peace, but not as the, the peace that the world gives us, 
but the peace that Christ gives us. And that's where, where that comes as this peace be still, because the, the chaos all around us and, and the, the times that we're living in right now, we need to find that peace, and it's only in Christ, because we're not going to find it. Like you said, we can't even socialize. We can't hug one another. We can't visit one another like we used to. And so we're missing that. And, and that, you know, the, the elderly that, you know, they, they can, they could only see their loved ones through the window. They need to be touched. They need that hug. They need, you know, to see one. So we don't have that. So that's affecting everyone in, in a different way. So to be able to have the peace that only Jesus Christ can give us. And then the, of course, if there's, you need that medical part of it, then you need to go get the counseling. I'll tell you, to talk to a person and just let everything out, you know, uh, rather be a, a psychologist or psychiatrist, whatever, a, a medical doctor, whatever. But if you can get all just to vent to them, just to let them listen to you, and that alone is healing to your soul. Yes, yes. You know, so people do not need to be ashamed because, oh, I have to go see counselor. You know, to, you, know you need that right now this time. And then you see God at the same time. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yep, go for it, go for it. Yes. Yep, go for it, yeah. You and know, don't te- be ashamed of it. The Texas governor yesterday, Governor Abbott, um, said his state would no longer require masks. And uh, <laughs> this was on went last Wednesday. And that all yes. businesses will fully open. And you know, how do you feel about that at this time, knowing, uh, you know, if, if that were to happen here in Michigan, in Saginaw County, how would you feel mm-hmm. about that? No, I know we were talking about this on the way home from Red Lobster and my husband, I mean, Isaac said that is just crazy, you know, because I guess people will not truly understand and you don't want to go through this. You do not want to go through what we've been through. And, you know, my husband, he was one of those that didn't think he would ever get that. He he never thought, I never thought we would go through that. And, and, you know, the thing is that it doesn't matter, you know, if he's lifting all that up, you still wear your mask. You still social distance because one thing is that COVID is, is no respecter of person. Right. It has no face, you know, and you don't know who has it, who's right. I mean, it's invisible until it, it hits you. And you can also get it a second time. I know I have a friend yes, who had it early and now and, he has it again. Yes, you can. You can get it. And like I said, we we've asked being in, in and out of the hospitals and we've and they said we have staff here that have, you know, they've gotten the COVID twice and, and that's so scary and people still need to be cautious. You need to wear your mask. And I hope my family in Texas, I have a lot of family, but I hope that they would still social distance and still follow their own heart because, you know, it doesn't matter what the governor says. You're still going to get it if, if you don't, if you're not cautious. Yeah. And, and Texas really went, through a really Ooh. rough time with uh, the number of cases after November. I remember how yes. devastating it was. And yes. I had family members as well that were affected. And then they went through this winter storm. I mean, they really have taken oh. a toll. Yeah, they have. And I hope that with his order, Governor Abbott's order, 
that they will not see a spike in, or in increases in the cases in Texas because that, yeah. that would just be devastating. I want to I mention real quick to my listeners uh, a, a series here that um, is about myths and vaccines with the COVID-19. Uh, the vaccine myth, um, one of them is that it was rushed and it isn't safe. And the fact is, is that research, researchers took no safety shortcuts. Large studies show the vaccine is safe. And I know that um, we may think that the vaccine was just recently developed, um, you know, since the COVID-19 hit. But actually, they've been working on this uh, in regard to the possibility that there would be a pandemic. Right. And, uh, mRNA that they had developed. So it's, it's really uh, something that is within our science community that they had seen this coming. There is also a myth that it changes your DNA and it's it's impossible for a vaccine to change your DNA. So I know that you worked many years, Mary, uh, in the Mm -hmm. medical field as a, what were you, a CNA and RNA? And um, a medical assistant. Yes. Yes. So it over 20 years. And so you kind of, you kind of understand a lot of this, what they're talking about in, it's important mm-hmm. that those that have no type of inclination in regards to medicine or vaccines that they hear this because they're hearing these myths and we, we need to debunk right. them. Um, one of the other myths was it can give you COVID-19. That's a, that's a big one. Everybody yeah. listen. The vaccine doesn't contain a live virus strand. So there's no way right. you're going to get the COVID-19 vaccine by getting a vaccination. I said right. that uh, there's no way you're going to get the COVID, COVID. virus by getting right. a vaccine. The vaccine, so yeah. Please know that. You yes. know, I'll tell you that I I had I I worked for a pediatrician, um, in my time with Great Lakes Bay Health Centers. But you know, the mothers would come in and they would tell me all these myths of why they didn't believe in their children getting vaccines. Um, there's one of the vaccines. Um, I, I can't remember the, the the correct name, but we called it the, the short term for it was a HIB. It's HIV, um, not HIV, but HIB as in boy. And the mother was would give all these excuses of why she didn't give her child a vaccine. And that vaccine uh, protected the child um, even to lose their hearing. Well, the child developed um a really th- this sickness and and lost his hearing and would now she comes to crying that she wants her son to get the vaccine but it's too late yeah. and we have people that oh i don't get the flu the influenza vaccine because of this or because of that and they're all myths it's the same same exact thing that's happening with the covid mm-hmm. and one of the reasons that the Texas governor um, lifted it is because so many people have been vaccinated. Um, and um, I strongly, when my husband can get it and they tell us that he can get it, we will get it. Yes. Um, and, and it's, we need to, it's just, I mean, I get my influenza vaccine every year. Yes. You know, 50 and, and older so if, are told. If you, get, if you get your influenza vaccine every year, get your COVID vaccine every year, and you're just protected. The pneumococcal, we, we get that too. As being diabetics, we get the pneumococcal to protect us from pneumonia every year. You, 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 when you receive that, you're being protected. It's exactly the same. So people need to stop 
listening to, you know, the myths. I have family members, like I said, that have already taken it and they're fine. Yeah. yeah. They're fine and they're protected, you know, and so we, we want to be there soon. As soon as we can, we will take it. Yeah. And and like I, like I reported, I reported earlier that the governor uh, said that um, as of next week, well, tomorrow, actually starting tomorrow, uh, March mm-hmm. 8th, that the vaccine will be uh, available for 50 and o- older with pre-existing yeah. conditions. And then two weeks later, right. on March 22nd, all 50 and over will be eligible. And that includes and you and awesome. me. You and me, yes, sister. And you that's and me. Awesome. We're yes, over 50. We're going to be in the line together. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, uh, one, of the, one of the other myths, the big myths, is it causes severe side effects. Now, the thing is... Most people will get mild side effects that resolve within a few days. They can get a headache. They can get pain in their yeah. arms. That's just telling yeah. you, even a, a, lo, a low yeah. fever, that's just telling you that yeah. your body body is reacting. It's producing antibodies, and it's working. The vaccine is working within yeah. your body. So don't yeah. be afraid so of you, those those side effects no. because if you get COVID-19 virus, yeah. it's going to be a lot worse. It's going to be a lot worse, and and unless, you know, God has mercy on you and spares your life, you know, I mean, we have lost so many loved ones. Yes. Not just, I'm not talking personally, I we have, but everyone has lost so many loved ones that I strongly believe had they had this vaccine already, you know, prior to all this happening, they would be here today. Yes, yes. Just like the influenza, you know, just like the pneumococcal, just like the children, they get their vaccines and they get a fever, you know, in the first 24 to 48 hours. They they get body aches, they get uh, fevers, and then it goes away and then and they're immune now, you know, mm-hmm. so it's the same thing. You know, we have to just, you know, have an open mind to this vaccine and stop listening to all the myths because it's in the long run it's going to hurt us yes. and rather hurt, help us. And, and one, one of the things that I have heard, um, the concerns of women who are of uh, fertile ages, that um, one of the myths is that it makes women infertile. And there is no evidence that the vaccine causes infertility. There's just none. And this is a source from Sanford Health. And um, it's important to pass that along because I know that that's a, a huge concern for women who are younger that are considering whether if when their time comes that they will get the vaccine or not. And also yeah. for people with allergies, uh, one of the myths was that it contains egg protein. And the vaccine fact is that it doesn't have egg proteins and it can be given to people with egg allergies. So, we, right. It's it, like the influenza is the same way. Yeah. Yeah. With the egg. Yeah. yeah. So. I, I remember my father telling me when I turned 50, he said, You better make sure you get your flu vaccine uh, because I know that my uh, sister had had the flu and she said she never wanted to get that again so since i've turned 50 i have gotten the flu vaccine and i got my vaccine yes. earlier this year well it would have been in 2020 2020 yeah uh but uh, mm-hmm. i know there are a lot of people that do not get the flu vaccine um but i'm telling you if you've had it once it's not pretty, yes it's not pretty no. by any means so and COVID is worse yeah wow you, so, you said it right yeah. there yeah. So Mary, I everybody get vaccinated. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, coming from someone who has experienced it firsthand, the devastation of COVID-19. Let me ask you, um, and I want you to share with our listening audience, um, this, the, um, the experience that you see Isaac now in rehab. What, how is his body reacting um, since he is, has been in the up and up and, and getting stronger? What, what effects has this virus been on him in his muscle tone and his strength? Just, just tell us a little bit about that and what yeah. you're experiencing at Mary Freebed Rehab. Yeah, he has lost all his muscle, all strength. Um, he's learning how to walk again. He's learning how to stand. Um, if you can imagine standing 25 sec- seconds is a big goal for him. Um, you know, we might say 25 seconds. Yeah, that's that's how much it has damaged his body. Um, he lost all muscle tone. He could not even lift his hand, not at all. Now he's lifting up, but like I said, he's very fragile because he's very weak. He's learning how to walk. He's learning how to stand. He's learning how to use his um his hands and his arms. He's learning how to feed himself. Um, when he goes to feed himself, his hand shakes um, so bad that, you know, he might drop his food. But this is what I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a very fragile body that has to be taught how to walk again, how to function, how to brush his hair, how to brush his teeth. It's our everyday activity normal activities he's having to learn how to do again but the the good thing is that he's progressing um i think he started at maybe how many steps did you start 20 steps and now he's doing 60 steps wow and then he and then he has to sit down and rest because he's on oxygen and he's very um, he has to he has to be on oxygen. However, um, it's on a very very low, um, so that's a miracle in itself. But that is what I'm um, we're going through right now. He has to um, have a, a gate belt to just hold him up in case he falls. Um, so yeah, he's has to be assisted. To shower, you know, to the bathroom, everything yeah. has to relearn everything again. So that, but the good thing is that they they're excellent here, and he will he's learning all that prior to going home, yeah. and then still continue therapy at home, and then outpatient. So this COVID is real, and if you live through it, you're going to have to relearn how to live all over again. Yes. So I encourage people to take the vaccine because all those are myths. They're they're not true. I've heard someone say that they don't want to get it because there's a microchip in it and, and they're yes. going to microchip everybody. And I'm like, they are not going to microchip. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I just tell people that that is not what the Bible says. We're going to get a microchip on, on our forearm or whatever. I mean, on our um on our arm but the thing is that COVID is real people and it doesn't is not respecter of anyone um and you cannot see it so we have to be cautious 
But yeah, Mary Freebed is an awesome place, and they're rebuilding, rebuilding Isaac. Well, it's it's really a miracle that Isaac has come this far. He has a yes. loving family. I know, I know his children, and I know yeah. that uh, the effects it has had on them as well. But yeah. you guys are survivors, and the survivor yes. that you are, Mary Garza Garcia, I, want, <laughs> I just want to praise you for, for being that, that wife, that mother who has stepped up to the plate. As, you know, as someone who has actually had COVID-19 in the midst of all that and starting out. And then, like you said, we've all been touched. We've all been touched by this virus. We've lost individuals and we have to continue to walk that walk and wash our hands, wear the mask, stay six feet apart. I just want to thank you, Mary. Thank you so much for being on me in air and giving that witness today. And praise God that Isaac Garcia lives. Yes, I praise God and thank everybody in the community. Too. Thank you so much, everyone. And thank you. We will Larry. see you next week on Mi Gente on Air.